This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., and I look forward to doing this show every week to come in and take your calls and get in discussions with you about the mental side of sports. You know, it's, this is one of the few shows in the entire country that deals with this issue every week. I've been on the radio for 26 years now, and uh, the past 16 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've been in practice as a sports psychologist since 1981, going on to my 37th year. And, you know, this show is about attitudes, about mindsets. It's about talking with you, discussing with you the mental side, why people play sports. We talk about sportsmanship, as you know, if, if you have listened to the show. And a lot of people tell me they do listen quite frequently. You know, one of my really passion, big passions with this is, is the, the air, whole area of youth sports and what we teach kids. That's why uh, two years ago we wrote our book, Je- Just Let Them Play, Jeff Montgomery, the great Royals Hall of Fame closer, and a good friend of mine, as well as my other good friend, Pete Malone, who coached the Kansas City Blazers swim team for 40 years, coached a number of Olympians. He coached hundreds of kids who went on to swim in college, including my youngest son, Gregory. And we wrote that book because there's a need to, I guess, get people to understand the right and wrong in sports. And... Not that we're talking about everything that's right all the time, but just what we feel, what we believe is the right way to to teach kids to have fun and play. And all all too often now, I keep reading and hearing things about all kinds of people in the world of sports who are so upset about their kids not having fun, about the pressures, the demands placed on young people to win at all costs. You know, today out at Arrowhead, the Chiefs will be playing Pittsburgh and hopefully go to 6-0. and Winning is what it comes about. Today, Sporting KC plays to try to solidify their place in the playoffs. They've only got two games left. The last home game. Looking forward to them playing well as, as well. And, you know, people, you know, we go back to Herm Edwards' quote, you play to win the game. Well, at the professional level, that's what it's about because you're getting paid. Your your livelihood depends on your performance. But how do you get there? And what does it take to succeed? One of the things that's concerned me over the years 
and I've talked about it many times on this show, is why do people cheat? Why do teams cheat? Why do coaches cheat? Why do athletes cheat? And, you know, there's so many different beliefs in this. I think it's a confidence issue. I think it comes down to people having a lack of confidence in themselves and their abilities and what they can do. And they've got to keep up with everybody else. Well, the other team's cheating. We've got to do it too. Do you really have to? And I'm seeing it go down to the younger and younger levels now. And I'm hearing stories all the time about people who cheat. Yesterday I had a college golfer in my office who told me a story of a, a tournament he was playing in this fall. And the coach on the other team, as he, he he's in a threesome, this young man that I'm talking to is in a th- threesome going up to the 14th hole. The coach on the other team pulled a flagstick out and started tapping on the ground where he wanted his player to hit the ball. Well, that, that's against the rules. It's, it's blatantly against the rules. Well, the young man that I work with and the other fellow in the threesome looked at each other, talked about it, and the other guy was a lot more assertive, actually almost aggressive, and they went to the uh, coach in charge of the tournament at the end and told him what happened and said, well, he's going to be penalized two strokes for that. The young man whose coach did that said he didn't even see the coach do it. The coach claimed, I don't remember doing it, but both of these young men saw it. It's a, it's a blatant violation of the rules. A huge argument ensued. The father of the player who was a, who was a question here went ballistic and started losing it with the father of my client. And the father of my client's a very calm, even-tempered man, and he's, he just ignored him. Guy's yelling, get a rule book with a bunch of expletives involved in that conversation. Well, he had a rule book, and the rule book showed you can't do that. Now, that's a, a minor thing when you look at it, but in the, in the scheme of things, it's against the rules. The coach broke the rules, but he didn't want to admit it, wouldn't deal with it. How often do we see athletes and teams cheat, and when confronted, they deny it? How often do you see athletes and teams cheat, and they just come out and say, you're right, we did? doesn't happen very often where they just admit it. They have to be, it has to be proven. They have to be accused of it and shown the proof till they finally admit it, even if they then do admit it. So, but in the end, why did, why do teams and athletes have to cheat, especially at the younger level? Another great example I can give you is when Jeff Montgomery was coaching the Mustangs, the young, young baseball team that he coached. My older son played on it for two years. And one day, we're at a, at a tournament, and uh, Joe Carter, the great Toronto Blue Jays' son, was on the team as well. One of the nicest people I've ever met, by the way, Joe Carter. What a great guy. Joe and I are sitting, watching the game, and this other team we're playing is just pounding us. They're just destroying us. We weren't that good, but we were having fun, and these kids were getting better, and that's what it was about. Well, this one young man came up, got a double on the other team. Next guy drives him in. Two batters later, he's up again. And I said, Joe, isn't that the same guy that just batted? But he had a different number on. And he looked at me and says, you, you know what? You're right. 
That is the same guy. So Joe went down and told Jeff Monk, Jeff about it. Jeff went up to the umpire. The umpire stopped the game, asked the young man, did you just bat three batters ago? He said, yeah. They called the manager out, said, we're trying to score as many runs as possible. You can't do that. These are 12-year-old boys. Well, the manager was kicked out of the game, although he sat right behind the dugout, was told leave, wouldn't leave. What's the lesson he's teaching a 12-year-old? And why do you have to do that when they were already winning like 7-1 to one or something like that? What's the purpose? Ego. Lack of confidence. Lack of the belief that you are capable. I want to open up our phone lines this morning. And I want to hear from you if you are a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a sports fan. I want to get your opinion on why you think teams cheat. Why do you think people cheat? Why do coaches allow kids to cheat? And I want to find out from you if you have encountered a cheater in your sports life. Have you encountered a team that was cheating? Have you encountered an individual that was cheating? A young lady I work with is a high school tennis player. She recently asked me to come out and watch her play. During the match, she called some shots out that the other young lady hit that were out. The other young lady challenged her, said, are you sure? She said, yeah, here's the ball mark. And, and I was sitting on the side of the court. Those shots were definitely out. She then got her coach and needed to have a linesman come out and call the shots because she didn't believe her. The coach, this is high school girls tennis. The coach got belligerent and angry, and they couldn't find anybody to do the line, so the two coaches called the lines, and then this coach wouldn't shake her hand at the end of the match and basically accused the young lady I work with of, of being a cheater, which she was not. Why? Why do people have to do that? I think it's an insecurity. I think it's a lack of confidence. I think it's a lack of believing that you're capable. I want to open up our phone lines. Our number is 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten, nine one three three eight ten eight ten, and I want to get your thoughts. If you have played sports, have you encountered cheating before? If your kids play youth sports or high school sports, and cheating has gone on, what was done about it? Was it acknowledged? Was it admitted? Was it confronted? Did the team or individual who cheat blow you off? Ignore it? Deny it? Did they come out and say yes? All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you listen to this show, you know by the time we go off the air at 8 o'clock, we get loaded with phone calls. So now's your chance to call up, and let's see what you have to say. I want to hear from you if you have played sports and you've encountered someone cheating before. What did you do about it? You've played, I don't care, golf, swimming, baseball, softball, tennis, bowling. I don't care what it is. Are you, have you been on a team where the coach has encouraged you to cheat? If you are a parent and your child has encountered someone breaking the rules, what do you say to them about that? How do you coach them through that? I know a situation where I had to deal with my son on this. 
my youngest son who swam. There was a kid on, on the team that he swam with at one point who skirted the rules, didn't do things the right way, and got by because he was extremely talented. My son was really upset about it. But I told him, in life, this will catch up with him. And indeed this did. This young man got in all kinds of trouble later on away from athletics, basically because he was doing things that he shouldn't be doing, and no one had called him out on it. All right, our number here is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., along with my producer Rudy Salazar, who is wide awake and ready to take your calls and get them to me here. I want to hear from you. If you're an athlete, you have played sports, and you have encountered cheating, a, a, an opponent who's cheating, a coach is trying to cheat. Parents are encouraging their kids to cheat. What did you do? If you are a parent in the stands, on the sidelines, and you see cheating going on, what do you do? Do you say anything? Do you stay quiet? Do you point it out? How do you handle it? 913-3810-810 is our number. 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you. No one's called in yet. Let's get some calls. I want to find out what you have to say. I want to see how you handle it. And I'd like to hear from somebody who'd be brave enough to call up who has cheated and maybe learned something from it. If you have cheated in a game, in an athletic event, why? What was the reason for it? What was the lack of confidence that you had that, that made you do that? So if you're a parent, if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you've encountered cheating, I want to hear from you. And I know there are a lot of people listening right now who have because it happens a lot in sports. And unfortunately, the lessons that we start to see with young kids is, well, if they did it, I can do it too. So the question comes down to this. When something like that happens, how do you confront it? How do you deal with it? How do you handle it? How do you react to it? Because I think it's maybe one of the best lessons we can learn in youth sports. You know, there are rules set up for a reason. How do we follow them? How do we make them work? How do we get them to become something we teach kids about? I think the reason people cheat is because they are not confident with themselves that they're good enough to win. And they have to do something different. They have to do something different. And they think cheating is the only way to get it done. All right, 913 Three eight ten eight ten is the number. Let's see what Ty has to say. Ty, good morning. Thank you for calling in. How are you? Good. Get your opinion on our topic today. I was, I'm... Okay. So much for that call. Ty, call us back. We lost you there. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. If you have encountered cheating in sports, I'd like to hear from you. If you have coached a team and the other team's cheating. You're coaching an an athlete and and an individual and the other team is cheating. How did you handle that situation? I want to find out what you did. And are we seeing cheating becoming more and more prominent now? Is it happening more? You know, we can go to the, the professional athletes, the Olympians, Lance Armstrong, Alex Rodriguez, all these people, New England Patriots, Deflategate, all these all these things that go on. It happens at all levels. 
You know, college basketball is in this turmoil now with all these issues going on. A lot of it's about winning and the pressure to win. So I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's see what Mike has to say. Mike, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Okay. Thanks for calling in. Get your thoughts. Uh, this is my first time I've ever called in, so I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> well, you're just having a conversation, so let's just talk yep. and don't worry about that. Go, go ahead. I've been a youth soccer coach for over 30 years. Wow. That's a long time. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I've encountered one gentleman that uh, I couldn't accept anymore. It was during a tournament. Uh, he had older players. They, he was playing against us. We lost. And what I did was I did challenge him and uh, came to the forefront. I went to the tournament director. Uh, in order to challenge someone, uh, you had to put down $100 deposits. The reason the tournament does that is kind of discourages this. This discourages, know, to, discourages people from cheating or discourages people calling them out? Calling them out, I think. You know, because I don't think they want to deal with it personally. So you got to be darn sure that um, if the person's cheating, you know it. So I challenged it, and you'll get your $100 back if you win the challenge, so to speak. What but, soccer um, What soccer league is this? This was out at Heartland. Okay, so this it's... This was a uh, tournament. Okay, and and, and what age? What age? Okay, OP soccer complex. Right. What age group? At that time, I believe they were about U fourteen. Okay, and so you're suspecting, or you knew the kids on the other team were older than fourteen. Oh, I, yeah, I knew. How did you know? Because I've seen them before. Okay. So the, you you played. I, I assume you lost, or did this happen before you played, or after? When did when did all this come about? Tell us about it. Well, I played the game anyway because I wanted to play. So I didn't care, but I just wanted the kids to play. Okay. So after the game, yeah, I, I did challenge him on it. And he got very upset. What, well, tell us, tell us what you did. You say you challenged him. What did you do? I went to the tournament director. They then had to check the birth certificates of all his kids. And come to find out, they were too old. Several of them were. I only knew of one, but I knew then it ended up being several of them. So what happened? So he had to forfeit all his games. Did you? But, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I also took it a step further. Um, uh, a little bit after that, uh, I decided to go to the state of Missouri. Uh, and within our club, we had a lawyer. I was fortunate enough to have a lawyer help me put all this together. I had 43 instances of where he had cheated. You've been accumulating these that. over time? I say 43 pages worth of material of where he had cheated. How did you, how did you get all this together? How did you know about all this? A lot of research. So this is after you found out that this particular yep. contest that, that he was cheating, you started finding things. I mean, what'd you do? Go look at other tournaments he'd played, or how'd you find all this out? Yeah, through other tournaments and and leagues and and things of that nature that he had had uh, participated in. Okay, 
So tell us what happened then. So you found this out, then what? So I then took it to the state of Missouri. We were going to go do a hearing on this from the state of Missouri, Missouri Youth Soccer. He then threatened to sue me. At that point... Of course he did. Of course he did, Mike. You think he's just going to let you do this and just say, yeah, you're right? Oh, I know. Yeah. But Go on. At this point, I dropped everything. Why? Because I didn't feel it was worth getting sued over for my family and, and things of that nature over youth soccer to even go that far. Okay, let me let me ask you a couple questions here. How long ago was this? Oh my goodness, this probably hmm, probably about ten years ago. Okay. So did he continue to coach? He stopped for a while, uh, but he has been coaching since, yes. And do you sense he's still doing it? The cheating. I, I don't know. I you stayed. You stayed. You stayed away from it. Yeah. Okay. So here, I've got. First of all, I want to commend you for calling him out at the tournament, reporting him. Okay. I feel that was the right thing to do. Second, I want to ask you what you told your kids and what you discussed with the kids you were coaching about that, because to me, that in and of itself is maybe the most important thing that probably could have been done about this. Outside of you turning him in, but talking with these kids about what happened, did you did you even t- discuss it with them? Well, I, I did indicate, I did tell them that this is not right. This is not the way we play the game. You know, this is this is something that should be addressed and should be brought to someone's attention because we work hard to develop. Uh, I worked hard to divide to develop these kids to be good individuals as well as players and i it, there's more to life than just soccer i want them to understand the morals of life the more and and respect the game and things of that nature so i, I kind of made it more of a life lesson what did the parents of the kids you coached say to you <laughs> they were they were happy with it there was no problems there they they understood why I did it. Well, I want to commend you for what you did, first of all. Second, when you reported him and they addressed the issue, which they should have, he probably should have been suspended. He probably should have had his coaching license taken away. All right, because in my opinion, that's just unacceptable behavior. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of these people have contacts with people and they're able to get by. The question is, did he learn anything from it? Did he himself realize, you know what, I shouldn't be doing this? Well, we don't know that. I I don't know. But the fact that you threatened to sue him, you took it obviously to another level, and I understand why you. Oh no, he threatened to sue me. Well, 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 you were excuse me, you turned you were you were going to, you know, find all this information out on him and, and and basically expose him. He threatened to sue you. I understand why you backed down, but at the same time. It's just showing that he didn't want, you know, that he didn't want to deal with the fact that he was a cheater. You know, I mean, he's been called out on it. He's been, you, you found information to prove it. He doesn't want to deal with it. And that's unfortunately, see, because it's a lack of confidence in yourself. You cannot accept the fact that you lost. 
and that's what it, it, he's bringing overage kids to play soccer against your team because he has to win. Because he doesn't feel good enough about the kids who are his age, your, the, the, the correct age, to play. Right? That's the, that's the bottom line. Yeah, and we were a very strong team at the time. Well, so it was very uh, – he wanted to beat us very badly. I'll just put it that way. And they did, right? They yep. beat you. They beat you, but in the end, he's the one that lost. All right, sir, thank you for calling in. You did a good job. See, it wasn't so bad talking on the radio, was it? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, good story. I appreciate you calling in, sir, and uh, continued success coaching and doing it the right way. Appreciate it. Well, I'm going to a game right now. All right. <laughs> well, tell them you're on our show. Appreciate it, sir. Will. All right. Take thank care. You. Thank you. Interesting story. Our, that frees up our lines here at 913 I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. That's why we're talking on here today about this. Cheating happens at all levels. Why? Because somebody wants to win so badly, they'll do anything they can to win. It doesn't matter if you're breaking the rules. I want to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you have coached and you've encountered someone who's cheated, a player or a team or a coach that's cheating, how did you handle it? If you are a parent and your child has been the victim of cheating in a sporting event, how do you address it? How do you coach them? How do you talk to them about it? If you have played sports and you've played against someone who's cheating, what did you do? 913-3810-810 is the number. We've got a wide-open phone board. I want to hear from you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've been here for the last 16 years, every Sunday morning from 7 to 8. I've been on the radio for 26 straight years now here in Kansas City, and we talk on this show about the world of sports psychology, about mindsets and attitudes. And today's topic is the issue of cheating in sports. Why do athletes cheat? What's the reason why athletes cheat? I want to hear from you at 913 if you have been on a team that has had to deal with cheating, whether it was an opponent or somebody on your team, how did you handle it? How did you react? But 913 is a number. If you have played against a team that was cheating, how did you deal with that as a coach? As a parent, when your son or daughter is the victim of cheating, tell me how you worked with your kids on that. How did you help them through it? 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's go to the phones. Let's see what Joe has to say. Joe, good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for calling in. Get your yeah, pin, you pin. For my call. You're welcome. Um, I've been a high school assistant football coach for about six years in the state of Missouri. And uh, my first year, uh, this is kind of like the opposite, um, opposite direction of cheating. We, uh, we just got done playing this team on a Friday night, and the next week, a scouting report was left behind by the opposing team that one of our players brought to the coaches. And as a young coach, you know, still learning the game and how to coach players successfully, I'll never forget this. Um, the player brings it up to the head coach, and this is a team that we could likely play again in the first round of the playoffs in a, you know, a few more weeks from, from that point. And, uh, 
I think I don't know if the player was expecting us to you know thank him for it or he was turned like he the player thought he was turning in you know something that was very valuable obviously and the coach just kind of said thank you took the scouting report and uh, ripped it up and threw it in the trash so we could have taken that scouting report and used it to our advantage and kind of learned about what this team had game plan how they game planned against us strategies for it could have used that for uh, a next possible game several weeks from that point um, but I think the message that our that the coach sent by doing that was this bit spoke volumes and this, this kid's eyes were were huge and I, I, I think you know this pretty good story as far as like the opposite of cheating and we ended up playing that team again in the first round of the playoffs winning by 10 points so I don't know maybe that had kind of had something to do with it that we kind of did the good thing as a coaching staff and stayed honest about it and uh, didn't use that to our advantage I I think that's that's extremely commendable what you did and I think the fact that um, you didn't look at it you didn't share it with your team you didn't use it uh, shows what you guys are about as coaches and that you're teaching the right messages to these kids. And, and like you said, you don't know, you know, he could have brought it to you, you know, just say, Hey, I found this without saying, let's look at it and see how it can give us an advantage or just turning it in. I mean, do you know, did he say what he expected from doing that? No, he just kind of said, Hey, I found this it must have been left behind from last week. And he was just kind of waiting for us to make the first move. And, see what our reactions were going to be. I mean, this, this kid was a sophomore, so he'd kind of been through the, the, the program for a year already and knew the value of the scouting report and what goes into it. Um, so I think he was kind of surprised at what we did with it. Um, but he actually came back to us later and, and said that that was pretty cool what we did after we we beat them in the playoffs and we didn't have the, the help of that scouting report. To you know, I, 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 I think what you did was great. I guess the only thing that's popping in my mind is you could have gone in front of the team and said, hey, so-and-so found this scattering report. It's from the other team. We have two choices. We can look at it and share it with you guys, or we can do this, tear it up and throw it away because we do things the right way. Right. And uh, I think that you guys should be commended for what you did. That You taught those kids a great lesson by not sharing that with them. And, um, you know, that, that that's why. Now let me ask this question, Joe. Have you encountered, as a football coach, have you encountered cheating before? Um, personally, no, uh, fortunately, uh, in my still early start as coaching, I, I haven't really ran into it yet. So uh, I, I hope not to, but, um, but I listen to your show every Sunday and I thought this was, I've, I've never called in before and I felt like this was a, a story I could share that was kind of on the opposite end and, and might be able to, uh, be helpful and beneficial to other coaches. I, th- I, I want to, th- first of all, thanks for listening. Cause I never know who listens at this hour of the morning. It's so early. Number right. one. Number two, I want to thank you for calling up and sharing this because I, it is exactly why I do this show, to let people know that things can be done the right way and they should be done the right way. And you guys did it the right way. And I think that will open the door up for you in terms of where you're going to go as a coach down the road because obviously the fact that you wanted to call and share this with us says it's it, it definitely left a strong impact on you. So, Joe, thank you so much for calling and sharing that with us All this right, morning. Thank you. You have a great day, and thanks for listening. All right, that frees up our lines here at nine one three three eight ten eight ten. That you know, that's why I do this show. I've been here for sixteen years, and I do this show to help get people to talk about things to make sports better, to make the world of youth sports better, 
to get people to understand what's going on. And, you know, when you're coaching kids and teaching kids, you've got to let them know why things don't go well and how you can change it. There are just so many aspects to, to sport. And cheating, unfortunately, happens way, way, way too often. We see it all the time. Somebody wants to get an edge. Somebody wants to beat somebody so badly, they'll do anything they can to do it. All right, I'll freeze up our line here at 913-3810-810. If you are a coach like Joe or like Michael called in earlier, how do you deal with cheating when you confront it, when you find out the other team's cheating, when you find out there is cheating going on? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you have played sports before, maybe you're on the way to the golf course this morning. Maybe you're going to play a tennis match. And you're playing against someone who has cheated, who has a reputation as a cheater. Let's face it, golf is a, is a gentleman's game, quote-unquote, even though lots of women play it. So we'll say it a gentle person's game. But people cheat in golf all the time. They'll move their ball. They'll, you know, not count a certain shot. Why? Well, because I want to win. I want to show that I'm better than this. Well, but you're not. The bottom line is you're not better. And the fact that you're doing that shows that you're actually worse. I think it's a self-confidence issue that gets taught when we're younger. And that's why, you know, I know I refer to my book a lot, but I guess I can since I wrote the book. 913 is the number. In our book, Just Let Him Play, we talk about sportsmanship. And our third chapter, and I mention it almost weekly, is embracing failure can lead to fun. Okay? I think we teach kids so much about what's wrong with failing instead of teaching them what's right about failing. Well, what's right about failing is that we all do it. What's right about failing is that it always happens. What's right about failing is that it's going to happen. I mean, we've got the baseball league championship series going on. The Astros are up two to nothing against the, the Yankees. The Dodgers are up one to nothing against the Cubs. You know, there was a controversial play last night in the Cubs-Dodger game. Joe Madden got ejected. About a play at the plate. Regarding a rule he doesn't agree with. All right? You know, th th that's not cheating. That's, that's, that's challenging the rules. I don't think you're going to see cheating going on now in these games. But, you know, baseball is notorious for having athletes who cheat will do anything. I've worked with athletes at all levels. I was the Royals team psychologist for a long time. I was the Olympic team psychologist for a long time. I've seen it where athletes feel the pressure to cheat. You know why? Because they don't feel what they're doing is good enough to measure up to their opponents. So they'll find an edge, a competitive edge, to try to give themselves an advantage. And oftentimes that edge will be something against the rules. But you know what? They end up doing that because they feel that's the only way they can win. There's an insecurity about what they're capable of doing. All right. We've had an open phone board here for a while. I want to get some calls in here. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a coach and you have encountered cheating, how did you handle it? What did you tell the kids you're coaching about it when the other team or an opponent on the other team is cheating? If you are a parent and your son or daughter comes home, and I know you've heard this a lot, 
and they'll say, you know, I played and so-and-so cheated. He did this wrong or she did this wrong or she's older than she should be, like our first caller mentioned. How do you handle that as a parent? What do you say to your kids? And if you've played sports and you've encountered somebody cheating, do you call them out on it? Do you back down from it? What do you do? 913-3810-810 is the number. I've worked. I, I grew up playing tennis. That was my sport. And let's face it, in tennis, you have to be, there's an honor code, you call the shots. But I have found there are a lot of people who cheat, have a, have a reputation for cheating. And I have worked with a lot of kids on this, who will tell me, I had a young man years ago came in my office. He was a high school sophomore. And he was good. He went on to play, actually, he got a full-ride scholarship and played all four years in college at a Big Ten school. But he came in with his parents, and confidence was the issue he was lacking confidence he didn't feel he believed enough in himself and it, a lot of it came down to he'd play kids who cheated and that day the first day i met him he was playing a tournament down on the plaza courts against a kid who was basically his arch rival and i we were talking i said well how, you know when are you playing next he goes well, i'm playing in a couple hours and one of the reasons it came in was the de you know deal with cheating and he says this kid cheats all the time and I said well what do you do when you hit a shot that's in and he calls it out and the young man said well I don't I don't do anything I just keep playing and I said well if the shots in why don't you call him on it and then then his mother interjected well sir that's not <clears throat> that's not the right way to do it. we just keep playing I said no that's not right in my opinion if you hit a shot that you can see where the ball landed you can see the ball mark Go up to the net, say, excuse me, where's that, where, where was that shot? Where's the ball mark? And then say, look, I can see the ball mark from here. The ball was in. Next time you need to call it right. Confront the guy. And the mom was like, oh, I don't know. Well, the dad was like, yeah, that's the right thing to do. The mom was like, oh, I don't know. The young man's thinking. So we talked a little more, and I said, then what happens if he does it again? What do you do? And I said, what you do is you go up to the net, and you confront him on it. And say, if you do it again, we're getting a linesman. Then the third time he does it, to prove your point, the next shot he hits, wherever it is in the court, you call it out. Even if it's right in the middle of the court. And, I, and say, look, if you're going to cheat, I'm going to cheat you right back. And we're getting a linesman. Now, I know some people disagree with that, but that's basically calling the young man out on what he was doing. Well, the next week when the young man came back, that exact situation happened. And he called this young man out, called the shot right at the beginning of the match. He called the shot out that was in. The young man I was working with went to the net, confronted him on it. A couple of games later, he did it again. Then they, he ended up getting a linesman, and the young man that he played broke down. The pressure to win on kids today, I think, comes from expectations of parents, of coaches, the hope to get scholarships, the hope to make the high school team, the hope to make a team. And the pressure to lose becomes so great that it becomes overwhelming. All right, our number here is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you if you have encountered cheating before in sport. You're a coach. You're a parent. You're an athlete. Actually, let me throw this out. If you are an official or referee or an umpire and somebody is cheating, your job is to call them out. What do you do? How do you handle it? How do you confront it? 913-3810-810 is the number.
that is a question I'd like to get answered by somebody. If you have officiated at any level in any sport, how do you deal with cheating when it's confronted? 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And this is the Sports Psychology Hour. If you've been listening to us since 7, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8. And today's topic, the issue of cheating in sports. Why do athletes and teams cheat? Our number here is 913-3810-810. I've got plenty of time left to take some calls, and I want to see what you have to say if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, you're a parent, you're an official. How do you deal with cheating in sporting events? Do you confront it? Do you ignore it? How do you teach kids why it's not right? 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's see what Dan has to say. Dan, good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, oh fine. Uh, uh, matter of fact, we're on the way to a football game this morning. Uh, this is something that happened uh, right at 50 years ago, uh, back when I was in high school. And uh, the situation involved uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Now, of course, back then, we just called doping or running juice and all that. But there was a fellow from another town. And uh, when we were younger, he was just kind of a edgy, pudgy little fella. And as he got older, all of a sudden he got ripped in high school, and we all thought, boy, he sure must exercise a lot. <laughs> and he turned out to be a, a really good athlete. And we thought, well, how did he, where'd that come from? Well, years later, he went on to a, a major university and did very well there. And uh, then a few years later, he was a coach at a major university, and there was a doping scandal there. Uh, he and another coach were implicated on it, and he got charged with some uh, crimes on it, whatever the crimes were. And, of course, he was fired and never got back into business again. Uh, but it, uh, it just kind of goes along the line of what you were mentioning about uh, quite often there are consequences on the cheating. Not always, of course, but quite often, uh, especially on a situation like this, and uh, he's pretty much lost everything as far as the reputation. Why do you think he did it? Oh, because uh, he, he wanted to be good, and uh, and he wanted to go ahead, and I think he had his eye on what he wanted, which was a, a scholarship at a major university, and he was very well uh, admired by the people in his local town, I'm sure, and uh, I, I think he did it for the, the result. And he was not what I would call a bad person, because even though he's from another town, I kind of knew him a little bit, not well, of course, but I thought, oh, he's all right now, all right now. And other than that, I can't remember anything that he did that uh, would be anything uh, embarrassing to him or embarrassing to his family except this. Well, I mean, in the end, look what he ended up doing to himself. Yes, of course, sir. That's, a, that's one of those situations where uh, it, it turned out for him. And uh, at, at the same time, when I was in college myself, uh, different level and all that, in athletics, there were some fellas on the team that I was on that were using uh, – the steroids, that's kind of the early time on the steroids, I believe. Well, but, but, but of course, but, but Dan, back then, steroids were not illegal or against the rules. You know, a lot of people did that, and people didn't even know they were doing it. So people were skirting, well, the, people were skirting the rules, but they weren't breaking the rules because there wasn't anything at that point. You know, that, that's one thing a lot of these Major League Baseball players got accused of, of using steroids. They, when they were using them, they, it wasn't against the rules. Now, of course, yeah. a lot of them were using it when it was. And, you know, having been the Royals team psychologist, I mean, I saw, you know, the, the, the guys from MLB come in to do drug testing every day. They're there every day to test somebody. 
And if you work with the team, you get tested. You know, the training staff, all of us could have been tested at any point because if you have anything to do with the team, they will test you. So it's, 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 you know, it's gotten to the point now where there's a lot of testing going on, but there are still people that will find a way to get by. And I think, Dan, it's because of a lack of confidence. I think, Dan, you're not confident in who you are and what you're about that you've got to do something to skirt the rules. Well, well, sure, I agree on that. Now, of course, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the drugs were not specifically illegal back then, but they were sure unethical. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but people, you know, but people did. Hey, it's not against the rules, so I can do it. Dan, thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate okay, it. Thanks perfect. for listening. You have a Thanks great day. You know, it's interesting. The, the this topic is one we'll we'll get into again. It's one that we will encounter at some point this winter, this fall. You'll hear a story about a professional athlete who is doing something against the rules. And, you know, it'd be great if you could get that person in a session and get them to break down why. And what I have found is when I've dealt with people who have cheated, who have broken the rules, it's a lack of confidence, it's an insecurity, it's a feeling they're not good enough. They have to do that to win because the way they're doing it who they are isn't good enough to get the job done. And I think that's a lesson that, you know, we can teach kids. I think especially when you're on a team or playing a team where that's gone on, I think you need to address it with the kids, talk to them about it, explain why it's not good, why it's not healthy, and the negative things that can come from that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you've enjoyed our show today. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you want to reach me, there are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. You can call me at my office, which is 816-561-5556. I am taking on new clients. My website, winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. The show is podcasted there. The show is also podcasted here at the station, 810whb.com. You can follow me on Twitter, where you can listen to our shows also at at drjsportspsych, at drjsportpsych. Have a great week, Kansas City. I'll be back here next Sunday, as always, 7 8, live here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Send me some ideas of shows. If you'd like me to talk about a topic, I'll be glad to listen. Have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday here on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.